0: Psalm 101, verses one through three. I will sing of your love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will sing praise. I will be careful to lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will walk in my house with blameless heart. I will set before my eyes no vile thing. Isn't this interesting? This line from King David, I'll walk in my house. With blameless heart, I will set before my eyes, no vile thing. You know, we know more of the story, don't we? We know one day when he's walking in his house, looking out the terrace window, and what did he set before his eyes? A naked woman that he, you know, took as his own and then murdered her husband. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, It's interesting because, you know, if, if he wrote this before that incident, You realize he's a duplicitous man. You know, like he really didn't live this out. It makes me wonder though, if he wrote this after that incident, you know, he really learned as we know the story through the prophet Nathan, how badly he had sinned. So maybe he's thinking to himself, okay, Lord, I'm going to speak a vow to you now. I promise never to do that again. When I walk through my house, I'm not going to look out that window. I'm not going to fall into that temptation. I'm not going to put that thing in front of my eyes. I know how destructive that can be you know, and I think we all have to speak those vows. I think in today's context, men in particular, when they're in their home, when, you know, there's nothing else going on, we don't have a terrace window to look out and see a naked woman, but we have the internet. I hear this a lot from the men that I do pastoral counseling with is how easy it is to fall into that temptation. So uh, this might be a good psalm to pray with, with men, with all of us to make these vows. Okay. When I'm in my house, I'm not going to do that because I know the destructiveness of um, a lifestyle like that.
1: You know, it's very interesting to think of somebody in your position and, and the whole concept of your humanness. And, you know, and this applies to David, obviously, you know, tenfold, Mm-hmm. in terms of who he was and, and and how far he fell. I do think it's the second version of uh, what he was doing. I, I think that he, you know, is filled with remorse, uh, you know. But he also got along with, the, you know, after Nathan mm-hmm. had revealed everything and, and the child had died, he prayed, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fervently mm-hmm. for the child to live. But at the end of yeah. the day, the child dies yeah. and then he stops praying and he goes about his business. And I think that's where he is in this Psalm 101 uh, myself. I mean, I don't know that. I just think it's where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he comes down. But anybody in a higher position uh, is very conscious of right and wrong ways of doing things. And it's, you know, the to the extent that somebody is is falling or has fallen what has happened is they're in a in an internal colloquy well i'll just do this once you know and and it, it's okay mm-hmm. you know you you come up with all the normal lies and self you know justifications and and uh, there's another word i'm looking for but um that you're making up the reasons for doing something you shouldn't be doing uh, and the higher the position you hold in life, the more risk you are. You know, the more yeah. there's more risk in that decision. Um, anyway, right?
0: No, very true. I mean, every time I see a pastor or a senator or anybody um, fall it just really sobers me up and humbles me and brings me to my knees saying, Lord, uh, uh, I need you every hour, you know, and it it might even make, I don't know. It might make one of our listeners or more of our listeners uncomfortable to hear me say that, but I, I hope not because I, like you were just saying, we're all human. Everybody has temptation. I remember once a guy was mentoring me when I was really young in the ministry. I was in my early twenties. This was a guy who was mentoring. He was much older. He had launched many ministries. He was like a tower of, of the faith. And we went on a hike up near West Point, just like a you know man to man conversation hike. And he opened up to me that he struggles with some you know um, sin patterns. And I remember thinking, what him really? And, you know, none of them were outside of his marriage or anything like that. Um, It wasn't severe things. But I was still shocked that this ministry leader had these temptations. But um, I'm so glad that he shared that with me. I'm so glad because every human heart is prone to wander, every single human heart. And so it just keeps us vigilant, you know, keeps us close to the law of God and the mercy of God
1: i the one last thing is, is that um as a young person I, I fell into the trap of thinking the person in your current position not a sandwich but other churches mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh mm-hmm. could not sin that, that you know that that was something else and right. they never would correct our thinking like you're you're doing right here you're correcting mm-hmm. it and saying no no no. i'm mm-hmm. i'm have the same temptations that king david had yeah or even king <laughs> or you know, you go through yeah. all of the kings of the Old Testament, or Pastor So and So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or you go to the disciples of Peter. Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. He said. You know, and and on and on and it goes. I mean, one of the great things that helped me with the Bible was it acknowledged the universality of sinfulness, and I was one of those sinners mm. who was trying to get out of the traps I had, I I constructed for myself. So, you know, it's, it's so important that we all recognize that not, not in a a way that's fake and phony, but a way that actually genuinely says our human nature has a propensity to sin and we have to curb it uh, only be, and it's only the love of the Lord that allows us to do that. So it's a, it's a good tension. Yeah. And I just,
0: Totally. And I would just say, you know, to kind of bring this home to any listeners out there, sometimes I think people don't confess to their pastor uh, because they think the pastor can't um, relate to it at all or will judge them or something. And so if there are any listeners out there, if you, if you do have a sin pattern that you're struggling with, call, call your pastor, call one of us and, you know, we, we won't judge you. We'll just go to the God of mercy with you. Um, so don't, you know, don't be shy. I, I'm, I expect my phone to ring after this. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is broadcast. Actually call Pastor Dave. Actually call Pastor David instead. I'm really no, I'm kidding.
1: You were so um, mean to him. Yes. Go to
0: or maybe not a pastor. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. not even a pastor, but um, another brother or sister in Christ and go and confess your sins out loud to that person and go to God's mercy together. There's real healing in that approach.